It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Paolo Bancaro gets to be the hero again. But how he got there and how the magic got there is so much more meaningful than that on today's episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Magic today is February 25th, 2024. If you're listening to this podcast on audio, uh, it'll be Monday by, by the time you get this uh, back-end stuff for those watching on YouTube. No, it won't affect you. Today's episode is live on time video only, as is Sunday's, for Monday's, or as is Monday's episode. Um, this post, this will go up Monday afternoon on the audio feed. So if you're listening on the audio feed, I don't think this will be old. I don't think anything can happen Sunday that would change anything here. But you know, we'll 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 see. We'll see what happens Sunday against the Atlanta Hawks. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, Orlando Magic get another heroic shot from Paolo Bancaro. Why how he got there matters so much more. Plus, we do got to talk about the bigger ramifications and the playoffs and what the Magic need to learn from this game to be ready for the postseason. We're going to get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. By the time you're listening to this, by the time you're watching this, you will probably have watched the game-winning shot, the shot heard around the world, I'm going to say roughly 15,000 times. I, I know I've watched it a bunch of times since, and every angle, and the, the, the on-court angle, the overhead angle, the broadcast angle, we've, we've all seen the shot. <laughs> the Orlando Magic 
tied with the Detroit Pistons at 109 with about 12 seconds to play. Set up Paolo Bancaro, as you should, as you should, uh, for a switch onto Jalen Duren. He got Duren down the left baseline, did a jump stop. We'll see what the last two-minute report says about that. Um, not that it matters anymore. Um, he gets to a jump stop, is able to get Duren off his feet, leans into him, flings the ball at the basket, gets the foul, makes the basket, makes the free throw with eight-tenths of a second left, and the Magic defeat the Pistons 112-109. to It is the kind of heroic shot that we spin yarns about, that we replay 15,000 times. The kind of shot that, like it did in Chicago, like it did in Utah, explains exactly why Paolo Bancaro was the pick in that contentious for with that contentious uh, grouping for the first pick in the in the 2022 NBA draft, this is what Bancaro can be. He can be a guy that wins you a basketball game on a night when maybe he doesn't have his best, on a night when the team doesn't have its best. Both things we will talk about here in a minute. Bancaro can make it all okay with one play. It's the striker mentality. Uh, if you're a soccer fan, you don't have. To, if you're a striker, you don't have to be great. But if you have that one magical moment that gets you a goal, that's all anyone's going to remember. And all anyone's going to remember from this game is that game-winning basket. They're not going to remember the free throws that he missed that set up the Cade Cunningham uh, game-tying basket with about 12 seconds to play. They're not going to remember how sick Bancaro was. But maybe they should. Because after the game, Paolo was very overwhelmed with emotion. Honestly, I don't think we've seen him that emotional at any point. In his post, in his walk-off interview with Kendra Douglas Douglas of Bally Sports Florida, he was fighting back tears. Like, like, look, first, the dude is very clearly sick. (laughs) Like, you just looked at him. Watch him move, and you could tell he was not feeling great. But you looked at him, looked at his eyes, and it was just like this dude is out of it. He is, he is, he is struggling. And, and we've all been there, obviously, and, and we all know how difficult it is to operate when when you're sick. Paolo was really sick, and, and his play the last two games has, has clearly looked it. But this one meant so much to him. Because what happened Saturday night is exactly what this team is about. It's exactly what this team sort of aspires to be. They want everybody pulling for each other. You know, the by committee approach. We'll get to some of that here in a minute. And they want this full faith and trust in each other. And that's what Bancaro was feeling in that moment because he could not get through this game. Like, he was really struggling and and trying to do his best. Like, I don't think he was out there purposefully hurting the team. Like, you know, he was getting to his spots. He was taking shots he normally takes and normally makes. And the attention that he receives makes, you know— Apollo at 
is still going to help this team, you know, in, in a lot of ways. But Paolo was struggling. And it meant the world to him that despite how much he was struggling, despite how difficult this game was, that at the end of the game, they all turned to him and said, we believe in you, that you're going to hit this big shot, that you're going to make the big plays that we need to win. In a lot of ways, in order for Paolo Bancaro to carry the magic to a win, to deliver this victory, his teammates had to carry him there first. And look, there's there's a lot of numbers to get to. We'll get to the box score here at the end of the show. But the Magic had eight players in double figures, including all five starters. No player scored more than 15 points. That was Paolo. That was Paolo. Um, everybody who was called upon stepped up in some capacity. Whether it was Goga Batadze getting early minutes because of foul trouble to Wendell Carter and blocking three shots in the first quarter. Um, whether it was you know Mo Wagner again, just being a beast around the basket with six offensive rebounds. Whether it was Jalen Suggs hitting timely shots or Jonathan Isaac hitting big threes. Everybody stepped up in some capacity to get this win. And that includes power. That includes Bancaro, obviously, shedding a terrible game. 15 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 blocks on 5 for 17 shooting and 5 for 9 from the foul line. Like, he was literally set up to be the GOAT of this game. You know, I, I, I'm in some Magic discussion groups and Magic chat groups. Everyone's kind of saying like, yeah, except for that last shot, Paolo was pretty bad. And and I'm not going to dispute that. He was set up to be the GOAT when he missed those two free throws that would have given the Magic a four-point lead. He, he opened the door for a great player like Cade Cunningham to make a clutch shot and, and put the Magic in a really difficult spot. But... That's not the story of this game because despite those missteps, despite that, those mistakes, this team had the faith that their star was going to deliver as he always has. Paolo Bancaro is one of the most, has scored, I think the third most clutch points in the league this year. This is no fluke that he can, that he, he, he lives for these moments. And all the Magic needed to do tonight was get him there. Get him to that moment. And trust that Bancaro could deliver. It's a small thing. Or it feels like a small thing, but it's actually a huge thing. For a team that saw their star struggle, but did not go away from him, did not lose faith in him, that continued to say, we know you'll show up when we need you to. We're going to lift you. We're going to carry you. We're going to do all we can to help you get there. But we know and we trust and we believe that you're going to come through for us in the end. Like, this team is special. It's fun. We've talked so much about how close they are. This is where the years of working together paid off. This is where the years of being together mean so much. And this is where everything came through for the magic in the end. 
Paolo Bancaro delivered because his teammates delivered too. Obviously, though, this is the Detroit Pistons. We're talking about an eight-win Pistons team that is not good and, and, and not good in a lot of ways. Why the Magic have a major lesson they have to learn from this game and why this game should never have come down to Paolo Bencaro's heroics. We're going to get to that coming up here in just a moment. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast. And being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Be sure to check out the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube as well as on the Amazon Fire uh, Amazon Fire app, uh, Fire TV app. Um, Locked On Sports Today brings you the best of the Locked On podcast network from local experts like me as well as our national shows covering all the big stories in sports. Do not miss a thing with Locked On Sports Today. You can find that on YouTube as well as on the Amazon Fire TV app. Okay, so let's, you know, yes, great game-winning shots are great, you know, uh, and, and obviously that that became the story. Like, I like I wanted to talk about what we're going to talk about now. I did that in my in my now, and after listening to what Paolo said after the game and, and just thinking about it, like, obviously our lead at our story is a game-winning shot from a star player. Like, that's that's huge. Um, and 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 the fact that Paolo is so consistent with how big shot how many big shots he makes. He made a big one against Cleveland on Thursday that does not count toward clutch scoring. Um, he's got three go-ahead baskets in the last five se- ten seconds of, of games here this season, all three on the road. Like this is star stuff. We have a guy who is that dude. Um, and, and it's again someone this team has complete confidence in to deliver, but Look, Chuck Daly used to always say there's no such thing as an ugly win. I will I, I, I will tell everyone that, like, look, all these wins count the same. It doesn't matter how you get them. It doesn't matter where they come from. 
clutch wins, blowout wins, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, they count the same. Magic of 32 wins, whether they won this game by 20 or won it by one. Um, but we are thinking about bigger things. And it's important to learn lessons while winning. You don't want to learn lessons while losing. Sometimes you need a loss to teach you a lesson, but if you can learn some lessons while winning, that's that's all the better. This game should never have come down to this. And it's not that it's because it's Detroit. It is because it's Detroit, but it's not necessarily because it's Detroit. Look, the Pistons played a great game. They had a really solid game. You can listen to our friends at Locked on Pistons. I'm sure they'll be complaining about the potential travel. We'll see what the last two-minute report says. I'm sure they're complaining about rotation decisions. But Detroit played a really solid game in this one. They got great contribution. You know, Kid Cunningham looked like a star. 26 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists. Just, you know, huge shots. Made three three-pointers in the third quarters. Detroit erased a 10-point deficit. 10-point um, halftime deficit. They got 17 points from Simone Fontecchio, who's played fantastic since coming over in the trade with the Utah Jazz. Um, they played really well and play tough defense, tougher defense than they usually play. They didn't turn the ball over a lot like they usually do. They put themselves and earned themselves a position to win this game. But I got, I got to sit here and say that the Magic didn't do themselves any favors. And if there is a lesson that needs to be learned here, it's that when you have a chance to kill an opponent, to put them to bed, you have to take it. And the Magic messed around in the February game up in Detroit. They had a lot of games where they've kind of messed around with big leads late and gotten into a little bit of trouble. They've won a lot of those games, and, and I think that's part of this team's growth is that they can go, you know, they can blow leads and, and still put themselves in a position to win games and even put themselves in a position not to be threatened. I think it took a lot of poise and a lot of maturity to take the punches that Detroit threw at them. You know, they erased a 10-point deficit within three minutes of the third quarter. Detroit took the lead in the third quarter. Orlando answered back and reestablished their lead. They got up by 11 with about eight minutes, eight and a half minutes to play in the fourth quarter. And it felt like, okay, Orlando was maybe playing with their food a little bit. You know, it was a little inconsistent. They didn't have that constant drive from Paolo, from Franz even. Um, they, they had a lot of things that they were struggling with. But they did enough to win. They did enough to extend their lead. And it's just like, okay, just put this one to bed. Let's try and get some guys some rest because we got a game on Sunday. Let's just cruise to a victory. But that's kind of the problem. This Magic team, obviously, their offense isn't good. They don't necessarily have a killer instinct to put games away. And it's not about shot making so much. It's about understanding that you're not playing the clock. You're playing the score. And it felt like for the last seven minutes at least, probably the eight and a half minutes since they took that 11-point lead, it felt like the Magic were playing the clock. It felt like the Magic were, and Detroit deserves some credit for, for this, for the pressure they put on Orlando, uh, for making Orlando get into their sets later. But it felt like Orlando was happy to play slow and take shots late in the shot clock. Initiate actions late in the shot clock. There are a lot of late shot clock shots. And look, when you're up big, when you're up in the fourth quarter, 
The 24-second shot clock violation is not the worst turnover in the world. If you're going to turn the ball over, that's how you want to do it. Eat up all 24 seconds. Take as much time as you can off the clock. But this young Magic team doesn't always know how to play with a lead. They don't always know how to close a game out. And how to kind of nurture their lead. And I think that's what we saw play out. Where the Magic were kind of happy to just bleed clock out and just try and hold on tight. And look, Detroit's the kind of team that's going to make a lot of mistakes. Um, the margin for error when you're playing the Pistons, even when they're playing good, well like they did on, on Saturday, even when the Pistons are playing well, you can beat them. I, I mean, I, 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 I don't mean to offend my, my Pistons friends. Um, you know, again, Locked On Pistons is, is a great show. Ku, Ku does a great job covering that team. Um, but you have a wide margin for error when you play them. They are going to make mistakes. They are going to, you know, the way the, I'll phrase it this way. The way the Magic played throughout the fourth quarter, that 11-point lead should have been gone much sooner. It shouldn't have taken until 12 seconds left in the shot, so 12 seconds left in the game for the Pistons to tie this one up. If Detroit were a better team, the Magic might, you know, the Magic probably lose this game because of the way that they played. Orlando just couldn't flip that switch back on to play offense with the pace that's necessary for them. They let Detroit dictate the terms of the game over the last seven minutes, and it was literally the magic hanging on. If they play this way in the playoffs, they're going to lose a game they should win. They're going to drop a game that they felt like they had. And so if you're looking for an important lesson here, it's that you can't play the clock. As long as there's time on that clock, you need to be scoring. What the Magic needed to do is they needed to take that 11-point lead and turn it into a 15, 20-point lead. Instead, they were happy to let it bounce between 11, between 11 down to 8 and then down to like 4 to 8 for the chunk of the game. And then by the time it got to crunch time, the Pistons were close enough that they could challenge that lead. And look, Cade Cunningham made some tough shots, including the game-time shot. Um, the Magic played good defense in the fourth quarter for the most part. You know, Detroit scores 24 points in the fourth quarter. That should be enough for them to win. Um, but Orlando didn't score enough. And, you know, like, I have the approach when I look at games. I think Elam ended. Before I even knew what the Elam ending it was, I, I would often say to myself, the Magic need to get to this point total. If they get to that point total, they're going to win. I had it at 115 in this game for a while. I was like, the Magic got to get to 115. And they were stuck at 109 for a long time. It wasn't even a huge point total that they needed to get to. But that's the mindset you need. You have to always be scoring. You can't just try and bleed the clock out. And again, credit to the Pistons defense. I thought they ratcheted up the intensity. I thought they played really physically well, and, and the refs let the, let both teams play, much to Monty Williams' chagrin. Um, you got to play to a score. You got to go for the kill. You got to understand, as long as there's time on that clock, there is a chance you can lose. 
And that's something this young Magic team, and look, they're not good offensively. They're going to struggle. They're going to miss some shots. You know, there were a lot of times, though, where the Magic weren't running an offense. They were bleeding the clock out. This team ain't going to win that way. Like, I'm sorry. Like, they got away with it Saturday. This team is not going to win bleeding the clock out. They've got to keep scoring. They've got to stay aggressive. You got to be smart. I'm not saying take a quick shot with 20 seconds on the shot clock. Run your offense. Run through your set. Get downhill. Get good shots. The Magic really didn't do that for the last half of the fourth quarter. And it nearly cost them a game that they had to have. You can't lose to the Detroit Pistons. I'm sorry. They had to have this one. And the Magic nearly let it go. We'll go through the final box score, talk about individual performances and those eight players who got to double figures. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Orlando Magic continue their hot streak, their great play. Defeating the Detroit Pistons 112 to 109. Uh, when we hear the Orlando Magic talk about a by committee approach, this is not quite, I think, what they're talking about, but it is what they're talking about. Everyone on this team really contributed something. Even the guys who didn't score in, in double figures, that's Goga Batadze at two points, uh, two rebounds, three blocks. That was Anthony Black, five points, two for six shooting, one for three from three. I thought he played really good defense, was really, really important in this game. Um, and that's Joe Ingles, did not score, missed all three of his shots, but a lot of it coming downhill. I was really impressed with how he was attacking and, and trying to get to the basket. Um, Jalen Duren changed a lot of shots, and, and, and the Magic, I think, struggled, especially early on, dealing with Detroit's size uh, on the interior. Um, it was a it was a really rough game. Like It, it was, it was despite both teams shooting well, Detroit shot 50.6% from floor, 14 for 31 from three. Orlando shot 49.4% from floor, 12 for 24 from three. Um, both teams shot well. Orlando had 13 offensive rebounds that helped them out a lot. Um, they've got, uh, uh, let's see here, uh, 58 points in the paint to Detroit's 50. You know, usually if Orlando scores more than 55 points in the paint, they're going to win. I think they only have like three or four losses when they get get that mark. Um, you know, the the magic, the magic did a lot of things well, but it was it was a really kind of disjointed game. Um, Orlando. You know, Orlando gave up 18 fast break points, which is really bad on six for nine shooting. Like, there's a really disjointed game. Both teams kind of hit turnover spells at the same time. Um, so it was rough. And, and Orlando had to find their rhythm. They had to find guys to find the rhythm because for the second straight game, their two stars did not deliver. Paolo, like I said, really sick in this one. You could tell he was not moving right. 15 points, five for 17 shooting, 0 for two from three, five for nine from the foul line, five rebounds, three assists, two blocks. Did not have a turnover, though. Um, I, I think that Paolo was getting to his spots 
And you could just tell he just wasn't right. Just, just wasn't moving, moving well, especially kind of finishing at the basket. Just didn't have his balance or his composure or whatever it is. You know, we don't know exactly what his illness is. Like he, you could tell he was, you know, in his post game, you could see him, you could hear him sniffling. You could hear him coughing a little bit. Um, it was just rough. Um, and so, you know, I, I credit Paolo for, for, for gutting it out. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to knock him too much for that. You just, you know, I think in this situation, yes, no, he doesn't have it and be happy playing the decoy. Um, you know, again, just sometimes you're the decoy. Sometimes you're just soaking up all the defense's attention and you got to shoot a little bit just to keep guys honest. But um, this might've been a game where he would have been better served getting others involved. But again, I, I think the magic, if he's out there, the magic want him to be Paolo. So a rough game. He played only 2906. Hopefully he'll be good to go Sunday, but um, a rough game uh, statistically. Uh, and so you hope that he's going to be fine for the next game and, and, and slowly get better, slowly get back to who he is. Franz Wagner was the one who really struggled in this one. 14 points, 6 for 13 shooting. So not terrible shooting. F uh, five rebounds, three assists. He had five turnovers in this game. Detroit was really physical with the Magic throughout the game. Um, you know, Monty Williams complained after the game, and, and Kate Cunningham continues to complain that he's not getting to the foul line. Um, Kate Cunningham did not get to the foul line once again in this game, which is really odd because, you know, he does do a good job getting downhill. Um, but Detroit was the ones playing really physically and bringing the physical tone to this game. Honestly, like Orlando gives up only 109 points. Their defense was not terrible, but it wasn't good. And a lot of that is the magic weren't physical. You know, they let Detroit kind of push them around a little bit. And, and you know, Orlando fought. It's not that Orlando was so physically dominated, but, Detroit felt like they were the more physical team. And, and a lot of that showed itself in how they harassed Franz Wagner. They doubled him. They they really got into his dribble. They they, they forced him into some tough shots. Like, there was definitely a big focus on making sure Franz Wagner did not beat them the same way that he did uh, earlier in the month, earlier in, a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, he struggled with that. And, and the turnovers reflect that. It was just, a, just an off game for the Magic's two stars. But luckily... So many other players lifted them up. Jalen Suggs, 14 points, six for seven shooting, two for three from three, five assists for him. He did have three turnovers as well, but blocked two shots. I would have liked to see Jalen Suggs get a little bit more involved, especially getting downhill. Again, this game was kind of calling for it, um, you know, but he played really well. Gary Harris, 12 points, four for five shooting from three, three rebounds. When Gary Harris makes more than two threes, the Magic usually win. Um, they, were, they were swinging the ball to him. They had 25 assists on 43 field goals. Ball was moving. Ball was pop was popping. Um, the Magic's offense for most of the night was really good. Um, like just uh, unusually good. Again, they're making their threes right now, and everything for this team looks better when they're making their threes, even when they're still shooting at this low of a volume. So you know you get the balance of they're getting to the paint and they're making threes. That's usually a recipe for the Magic to win. Turnovers were kind of high. A lot of their turnovers were leading directly to Detroit baskets and and directly to fast breaks, um, but. Otherwise, you know, I, I think Orlando did a really good job keeping pressure offensively until those last seven minutes of the fourth quarter. Um, you know, again, everyone contributed. Wendell Carter had 11 points and 10 rebounds in 22 and a half minutes. Um, picked up, picked up uh, two early fouls, didn't foul the rest of the game. You know, maybe got out positioned a few times by Jalen Duren, but, you know, he was really solid. Had a nice run of baskets in the third quarter to help the Magic kind of settle down a little bit. Um, in, in that quarter and, and retake the lead. So again, everyone played a role here. Off the bench, Jonathan Isaac, 12 points, five for seven shooting, added six rebounds. 
Um, a, you know, two steals, one block. A, a typical Jonathan Isaac game. Hit two humongous three-pointers in the fourth quarter as Orlando was trying to hold uh, Detroit off. And, and those threes, when Isaac hit them, felt like they were daggers. Felt like they were they were threes that were going to put this game away. So he hit some huge shots and came up really big for this team. Cole Anthony, another really nice game. 13 points, 5 for 11 shooting, 7 assists. Um, no turnovers for him. He did really well getting to his in-between shot. You know, he's missed some shots there, but got to his in-between shots, got in the lane. Um, you know, the Magic kind of hot-potatoed him a few times in the fourth quarter. That's probably why his shooting percentages were so low. But he made several just humongous plays, including humongous passes, because he did such a good job getting in the paint, keeping his dribble alive, being able to get that floater up quickly and be relatively accurate with it to put his team in a position to win. Um, Bo Wagner. 14 points, seven rebounds, six offensive rebounds, six for nine shooting. Uh, another game where Mo Wagner was just super active around the basket, was aggressive, was rolling hard to the basket, was available for passes, available to catch passes, and finishing with force. Um, you know, James Wiseman did not want, did not know how to deal with him. Um, neither did Jalen Duran, honestly. So, you know, everyone needed to step up to support the team when they were down. So when they were down kind of the regular production to get from their key players and they all stepped up and delivered. Um, so, you know, this was a great team win in that sense, but like I said, you know, things just got a little too stagnant in the, in the fourth quarter uh, and the team just started playing a lot slower. They didn't play the way that built their lead. This should have been a game that the magic won. I don't want to say comfortably, but they're up 11. That probably should have been the final result. But again, Detroit played really, really well. Cade Cunningham with 26 points, uh, Simone Fontecchio with 17, Jalen Duran with 16, Evan Fournier, our good our good buddy Evan Fournier with 13 off the bench. They got they had some guys really step up and, and and they kept the pressure on the Magic. I thought their defense was really strong for long stretches in this one. Uh, Orlando just Orlando wasn't sharp. It, it felt like they were they knew they were playing the Pistons. They knew they could make some mistakes. You know you can't play that way. But again, against Detroit, you can get away with it. You're not going to be able to get away with it as much against Atlanta, even without Trey Young on Sunday. And, you know, even with some of the teams coming up on the schedule, you're not going to be able to get away with that. The Magic got to get back to who they are. They can't let this seven-game stretch be a stretch where they just, you know, kind of get away with things against teams. This is the time to sharpen yourself up, to get yourself ready, to bank up some wins, uh, and put yourself in a position to climb the standings. Because after all, because Indiana and Miami didn't play on uh, on Saturday, the Magic are now sixth in the Eastern Conference. They're tied for sixth with the Pacers. They own that tiebreaker. So, you know, they're they're in it. They're in that race. They got to be thinking, we've got to be playing playoff basketball. You know, as, bu- as much fun as Saturday's game was, as much fun as that game winner was, Saturday was not playoff basketball. That was, that, that, that was getting away with stuff against the tanking team. And no offense to Detroit. I thought Detroit played hard. I thought Detroit played well. They got away with stuff. Detroit, you know, that Detroit lets you get away with. That cannot happen as much anymore. And again, you're going to have games where Paolo's not playing well and he's sick. You're going to have games where Franz is not playing well. You got to learn how to fill in. And the Magic did that in this game and should have done it well enough to put themselves in a position to win running away, but that didn't happen. So the Magic have to learn that lesson. They have to take it to heart and they have to be ready for Sunday's game against the Hawks to make up for it. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Phil. You can find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in. Himley, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all, fun, all the fun places you on the podcast to your podcast enabling device. Of course, you can find us on YouTube as well at Lockdown Magic. Just search for Lockdown Magic 
or go to youtube.com slash at LockedOnMagic. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter at OMagicDaily. And of course, be sure to check out my Patreon page, the Orlando Magic Hub. For even more Orlando Magic content, you can find that at Patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub. Once again, um, today's episode is video only on Sunday. I am going to publish it on Monday. So if you're listening to this on the audio feed, um, uh, if you're listening to this on the audio feed, ha- happy Monday to you all. Um, hopefully most of this is still relevant. If you're listening to this on the audio feed, the, the episode from Sunday's game against the Atlanta Hawks will be coming up later this afternoon. I'm going to space them out so uh, my audio friends can get both of get both of those episodes. But today's episode and Sunday for Monday's episode uh, after the game against the Hawks are going to be video only. We're doing we're doing a migration uh, on the on the back end side. Nothing that you need to worry about. But we are not able to post uh, episodes until Monday afternoon. So this episode will be coming out late on the audio front. You can always find us on YouTube to see my smiling face and this fun podcast there. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. We'll be back on Monday to recap the Magic's game against the Atlanta Hawks. Until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Phil Frost and Reich. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.